You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Welcome to the Screener Squad, everyone. We're going to do something a little bit different today. Instead of recording a review, we're all going to leave our homes, leave our lives, and venture out on the high seas and live the life of a... Wait a minute. No, my bad, mateys. It turns out this is the plot of HBO Max's latest comedy, where we meet Steed Bonnet, who has abandoned his family and set sail to become a gentleman pirate. Too late, and I did course... it already. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I thought you were giving me a chance to finally leave Texas. I'm sorry. Go oh. ahead, Robert. <laughs> no, let's let's do it. Forget the review. Come on, guys. Fuck I need it. out, too. <laughs> so, of course, we're talking about our flag means death, where there is always an escape, and none of our characters seem that interested in giving up. Some more than others have on-screen strife that we see, but what we have is a playful, campy, very boisterous cast that delivers the comedy and the joy just as well as the heartache and the self-doubt. Led by Reese Darby, who we know from Flight of the Concords, the 2016 Mulder and Scully meet the Were Monster of X Files, hot in Cleveland, Blackbeard, who I will admit I had no idea was even going to be on the show, played by Taika Waititi, Roy Kinnear, who I love as John Clare from Penny Dreadful as the Captain and Admiral Badmiddington, a host of other characters I'll mention real quick. Leslie Jones plays Spanish Jackie, Boris McGiver plays Father Bonnet, Fred Armisen plays Geraldo. We have turns by Nacho Vigalon. Tim Heidecker, Pete Gardner, Kristen Shaw, and a bunch of others. But now I'd like to introduce you to the rest of the Screener Squad. Today we have with us Marco. Arg. Tessa. Avast. And Doggett. Scurvy Doggett. So I'll admit something up here up front, guys. I'm not familiar with any of the Pirates of Penzance. <gasps> uh, my, my sister always tried to get me to watch Black Sails which I should have done because Max Richter scored it. I took my niece to the first couple Pirates of the Caribbean movies, but my only real connection on film and TV with Pirates is the much-slept-on 1982 Australian The Pirate Movie, which is part musical and all camp. So for me going in, I love this thing. I got a little bit of it was trying to do all these things. It didn't know what it wanted to be. It was kind of oozing into all these cool places that we've seen certain shows go way more specifically. I think a lot of things, especially in the we'll get to talk about the love stories and the different types of portrayals we're seeing on screen. I think this is something that's pushing representation past that. That's what this show is about. This really is a, a show about heart. It's a show about friends. It's a show about the family as the people you pick up along the way. But enough about me. What do you guys think of the show? Well, as somebody whose first experience with Pirates was the great film Bikini Pirates, I found this to be a nice change of pace. Uh, you know, different love settings and all that. I am Googling that now. <laughs> what I was going to bring up that I was surprised of is that you never even saw Pirates of the Caribbean? I know I've seen the the first two because I took my niece. I'm like, there's like six of those. It was kind of in that time where she was probably pre-tween when those started. So I took her to all the um, Twilights up until the one with the love scene. And then she didn't need me to go with her anymore all of a sudden. <laughs> which I've never seen the last film. Which... The last one has a cool X-Men fight. Anyway, going back to this. Um... <laughs> God. So I've only seen Pirates of the Caribbean. That's the only thing that I've seen. I liked it a lot less as it went on, but it was like a really cool to use that scenery and imagery. Assassin's Creed, Black Flag would probably be one of my other kind of interactions with pirates. 
And this isn't any of that. Like, honestly, it's not very grim. I, far as I, I may be wrong, only one and a half people die throughout the entire series or season. That's a good catch, too, because there is some light gore, including the title of the show, yeah. scrawled into somebody's body one time, but it doesn't really dip that far out with that stuff. No, it's more. I expected to see a little bit of swashbuckling, and then it starts, and it's like, no, you're actually here for characters, and a, and a very big variety of characters. And I was like, oh, okay. So it, it was a little different, just because I, I thought that there was still going to be gore and uh, pirate stuff. Like, his vampire show still has vampires doing vampire stuff. But no, it's not. This is actually a really well-written story. You get a good depth into all the characters that get showcased like obviously not seagull guy yes just like the 2005 pirates movie starring jesse jane and evan stone this really does have a colorful bunch of characters that i just fell in love with and that we see often nude sometimes wait what i don't i think we watch different things like robert was talking about it's based off of an actual gentleman pirate the steed bonnet and the thing is he actually paid his crew uh, a wage and, and he did a lot of things differently than other uh, pirate captains. So that was really cool that they they pulled from actual history, like something that you would listen to on an episode of The Dollop. I'm sure they probably did an episode on this. No doubt. Reese Darby, I love him in Fly of the Concords. I love him in Mike Tyson's Mysteries. <laughs> what we do in the shadows is uh, as, as a werewolf, uh, not a swearwolf. And I feel like he still emitted some of that sort of like, wholesome charm it's like i'm watching this and i was like the people are getting cut and and stabbed and being forced to eat their own toes and somehow all this is happening and i'm still like gosh this is just so wholesome and kind of sweet <laughs> in a way it's a really weird sort of juxtaposition that i'm here for yeah i like that um in way of a, a villain you know i think the we're talking about pirates on salary but they still got bad guys and stuff and we get a double turn from rory kinnear as the captain and then later the twin brother admiral badminton and i really like that they were able to instead of making that guy somebody chasing him episode after episode they were able to use this actor in a, a creative way to get him through the series more without heavily having the english on their tail the whole time which i think would have kind of blown the wild and wacky stuff they were doing episode to episode. I really liked the format. We'll all probably talk about here in a minute. Like the cast is insane. Like yeah. these mostly guys, but these dudes are hysterical. Yeah. I don't even know where to start on just this sort of ragtag team of pirates. And they start out seeming all of them seeming kind of inept in their own way. And giving Steed Bonnet a hard time about how sort of inept he is, but each of his crew are also kind of idiots at first. And then we start to learn, like, what they're good at. And, and like, one is, like, conning some rich people at a party at some point. And you're like, all right, these guys have got some tricks up their sleeves. Um, so it's nice to see all the crew start to, like, show, like, what their skill sets actually are. It really gives the feeling that he uh he found all these guys at a bar. Like, no references. Yeah, I, I like what you picked up on Tessa there, that everybody gave him a hard time about, not specifically, but you it, 
certainly pressing the idea that they're giving uh, the captain a hard time about his books and his clothes and the breakfast, but they're all just kind of, you know, out there doing their own thing. And I love that as it goes on, they just get looser and, and looser. And then, you know, there's, there's murder sometimes too. I thought the drama with, you know, we talked about the main character left his family. We get some shots of that at the beginning and then we kind of get away from it for a while and like all great HBO shows every time it starts going good uh oh let's do some flashback stuff and I really like the way they dealt with that both with him and more subtly with uh the Blackbeard character you know we didn't do a lot of delving back into his backstory but we definitely I I thought got a really good uh amount of drama on screen for what's essentially a half hour you know, comic. I mean, I th- I thought they did a really good job of going into Blackbeard's backstory. Like they they did touch in it a little bit. I like the the juxtaposition and theme that uh, becomes the main theme of this for a little bit. That it's like I'm running away because I just don't want to be a spoiled rich boy my entire life. And all the pirates are like, well, we're kind of tired of just being on the run, being pirates all the time, and then just kind of adventures galore from there. I mean, everyone, I think, except uh, one of the characters has something that they're running from. And then I guess the realization is that the friends you make along the way are what make it worth it kind of deal. Or the love you find along the way in certain instances. One Piece rules. I got it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've seen the Pirates of Panzance and I've seen Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, some other sort of campy pirate films. I really sort of enjoyed this not taking itself too seriously as far as like the plot goes but like the emotions were real which was nice because these characters some of them are going through some serious sort of emotional things that you can kind of relate to and you're just like while everything else is like crazy around them you're you're kind of like keying in on what's happening and you're just like oh i feel for this guy i dug the way it looked you know the the ornate attention to detail and steed's linen closet or whatever you call his secret little these are my more precious things back here stuff all the way to the use of the i don't know if it's green screen or what we're calling this thing we see get popular with the mandalorian where we're shooting people in front of actual sunsets being projected to get on camera and stuff like that but i like that it was used in a serious way sometimes but then it was also like they wanted to swing the camera and make it look technicolor like blown out cinema style and they didn't just stick to one thing you know there it didn't you know have a certain aesthetic for the whole thing some of it was just kind of played kind of like a play you know some of it was sitcom-y there's not too much of it because they've got a lot of characters going on but i can definitely imagine the flat set 2d version of this you know what historically i probably should have seen what was coming because you know men at sea what's going to happen but i I wasn't expecting certain relationships to happen in this show even though i probably should have like nobody just stares at you while you're sleeping and come on nobody just does that they're either wanting to make out with you or stab you or both but it was kind of endearing they made blackbeard they made Blackbeard such an endearing character where he's like, everybody else thinks this guy's a joke. And he, meanwhile, he's like, this motherfucker is so interesting. Holy shit. Is that a replica of the boat? And he's just looking at all the knickknacks <laughs> and having so much fun. Another thing I like, you know, y'all are talking about the comedy. I like that there was, you know, penis humor all the way to more subtler stuff. Uh, a lot of passive aggressive stuff, too. But 
one of my favorites from later in the season when uh, Steed decides he wants to go home again. He wakes up, like we were talking about, with a skewer to his ear. And he's like, you're going to stab me in the ear? And she's like, well, I don't want to wake the kids up. Oh, yeah, the wife. That was, that was real nice. Widow Steed. Yeah, Claudia O'Doherty. Yeah, she is great in this. I was getting ready to say she's there's not a whole bunch of, of female characters, but there's a few and the few that are there are very strong. The 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 wife is great. Like he comes back for a stint and she is just like living up the widow life. She's like she vomits. <laughs> yeah, she's just like her whole world is turned back upside down back to the way like Oh, man. Anyways. Like, I think you mentioned, Marco, it's the arc. You know, sometimes we get characters, especially actors that we like to see, and we like to see them on screen. But with Mary Steed's character, we saw the way their marriage started. Then we got to see her reach out. Then when he comes back, she's got her hair down a little bit. You know, the bills are paid. We got a new guy outside. That's my uh, painting instructor, you know. Wink, wink. And you see all that. When he walks in that door and she's like, uh-uh, we're, we can't do this. That tears it. My wife's never taking up painting. <laughs> <laughs> what wife? Exactly. Right. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that we all really enjoyed this show. And we, I think we'd all like to see more. Hell yeah. Um, before we get too much deeper into it, why don't we move to final thoughts? Uh, what are some other things you guys like or would like to see more of? And what do you think of? overall how about you doggett well i think i just really want to see these relationships build more i was i was really sad at the end i I was really i was really sad at the end i was like (laughs) i didn't expect it to because it's a comedy and none of his comedies actually yeah except for maybe jojo rabbit have really good punches this one has a lot of well it has one really good punch and it's what happens to uh, edward teach's character at the end you just didn't expect him to be as open as he is at the end and marco tell me you don't have a friend that like was kind of a jackass and they kind of they, they kind of started getting their shit together and like they're they're, they're taking care of themselves better and then this one day they just backslide and it's just like it hurts I, it hurts to see yeah it hurts to see nathan sometimes <laughs> <laughs> he's standing in line right now for the next fast and furious movie <laughs> Is it Morbius or something? I don't know. He better see it because I don't know who else is going to. Oh, that's what I look forward to. I I can do about the Pirate Adventures, really. I mean, I it's still fun. That stuff could be fun, but it's these relationships. I really want to. It's just like so many people got separated by the end that if the show gets canceled, I'm gonna be so heartbroken. I thought it was canceled. <laughs> I saw a really long tweet, and I was like, oh no. But it was just oh, to thank no. the cast for the season. But I was like, oh, no, it's it's gone. That's really what I'm here for. I, I, I love this entire cast. I thought the show was fun. I love seeing Hodor. And I, oh, yeah. I you know what? I, I, I'm eager to see them put more realistic twist on the pirate life. And for that, I would probably give this show 8 out of 10 loose teeth. Marco, I'll ask you to go next in it. A little behind the scenes too you know you mentioned in our group chat while we were watching the show as it aired that uh the ending was rough and i got scared personally because it means two two things one how you meant it which is you know this is this is rough like it's sad you know there's a lot going on what i thought you might have meant was like oh no this is this is not it but it seems like we all thought this was it 
No, no, it definitely stuck to landing. I The only thing that kind of bugs me a little bit is when shows end the way this one ends, it's like, really hope you get that season two because I have been left with the bag so many shows that it's like, and it's never coming back. Because this doesn't have a finality when it ends. It's definitely leaving itself open for season two. But once you fall in love with the characters, like I would say for me, it wasn't automatic. Uh, I think for Tessa, it was automatic. But for me, it took like, three or four episodes and then i was just in i was like i loved everything i think it was the actually the episode that we haven't talked about at all the fancy party edward uh, edward teach at the fancy party i was like that i love that the juxtaposition and everyone being there it's like oh let me teach you about passive aggressive you only know how to be aggressive aggressive <laughs> <laughs> yeah Pir- pirate marco would have killed the gentleman pirate <laughs> probably <laughs> I really, really love this show. I don't normally fall in love with the first seasons of a lot of shows just because they're usually a little bit less thought out, a little bit more, what's it called, contained episodes and, and adventures. Like, it's like, all right, we don't really know where this is going, so we're just here's some random bullshit. You don't get random bullshit this show. Everything uh, comes full circle. If there's anything that I would like to see, it would probably be uh, more Frenchy just because he was a really cool character that doesn't get to do a lot. And then whatever that revenge quest is that gets hinted at once in a while. But uh, overall, eight and a half out of ten bloody cat flags. And how about you, Tessa? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I I pretty much knew. I'm I'm pretty much a mark for any Taika Waititi projects. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Anything he makes, I'm pretty much all in as marco said yeah from the jump so when i saw that we were getting a a a comedy of errors pirate show i was like fuck yes let's do this there was also i think they're nodding to another historic figure and i can't remember her name but there was the nun that like knew how to like sword fight and like throw daggers and shit well there was there was this woman that was a i can't remember the story but she was in love with this other lady and so she joined the nunnery to be with her and then they like I think they like burned the place down, and, like left together, like and oh, and I think okay. I know who you're talking about. There was a it, it wasn't a dollop; it was cracked. But there was a podcast about it, and then she does actually become a famous duelist and everything. I know, I know what you're yeah. talking about. I think that that was maybe a nod a little bit the the um Jim character's uh nun friend. If there's any. Our, our flag meets death uh, writers listening to the podcast for season two. It'd be great if we could see the nun love pirates. <laughs> yes, I would enjoy more more ladies in the show would be great or non-binary types would be grand. We, we still haven't got Bonnie Ann. That's like the generic like we need a female pirate all the time. I mean, we had the the one thing that happened. But anyways, I don't want to give too much away. But Reese Darby. Um yeah, I just love him. He's very good at balancing comedy and drama and emotion and just kind of like doling it out in equal portions and without feeling like you're getting like complete whiplash from it, which is really hard to do. So my hat's off to him or my steed bonnet off to him for that. I'd be curious to see some of the other characters we didn't get a lot of time with to be fleshed out a bit more. We got like what? We John. We didn't really get much of him. Um, Then we got the weird guy with the seagull is just 
kind of just your sort of agent of chaos, I guess, a little bit. I don't know where he found tidy whities out, out at sea, but that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? What is going on there? So yeah, I feel like there's some other characters they could flesh out, obviously introduce some new characters. I'm sure Jackie's going to get a couple more husbands at some point we'll meet and we'll end up dying. I mean, we didn't really have too many musical numbers. I feel like we could have some more shanties. Like, br- bring it on. Let's have some more music in this. Why not? Fuck it. So yeah, I, I'm trying to think of something that I could have some like major qualms with on this besides like not as many female characters I'd, as I would like, but traditionally given historically, I get it, you know? I think the only thing I'd want maybe is more music. I don't know. I don't even really like musicals that much, but for some reason, pirate movies just evoke that. Anyways, whatever. I'm going to give this 9.5 out of 10 extravagant boat libraries. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, you know, I I really enjoyed it. This is one of those where I didn't really know anything but the cast and assumed what the vibe might kind of be going in and was just more and more drawn into the next episode as we got to meet everybody at think there's a lot of love stories going on there's a some cool emotional dynamics we didn't really talk about izzy blackbeard's number two because he's naughty and we're not going to talk about him we'll see him in season two izzy is a naughty man (laughs) um who who kind of got you know his just dessert so maybe i should leave it on him he did get him i mean uh on a weird note on, on the note of izzy i don't feel like this show really has antagonists as much as just bullies that haven't like they just get in the way a little, but they don't really do their own thing that much. Yeah, that is neat that with Izzy's character, we see a lot of changes at the top of the boats. And we do get some scenes of, well, I'm in charge now, but we didn't have to go through three episodes or a whole episode of now this is, you know, whatever. Because like you're saying, it's just a lot of obstacles in this show that everybody decides however they need to get around it, they're going to. I mentioned Rory Kinnear. I love him. So I'm really glad we got to see him in here in some creepy kind of, he was both people, but he was also more than the the two people and what he represented in the show. I thought was a cool way to keep the dark stuff coming in and out in another way besides everybody's, you know, past trauma and stuff like that that was dealt with. I love that we got to learn about a proper fuckery. <laughs> I feel horribly sad every time I see poor young Steed get blood splashed across his face in those uh, flashbacks. But man, if you had told me I was going to get to see a a show that pretty much had an episode about making flags, like, I don't know that I could have seen that being a good time, but I loved it. And I loved the whole crew. We'll just leave it there. And I'm in love with Mary Steed. So I'm going to go nine out of 10 widow parties. And I hope she does good. You know, guys, I've been looking through a list of the movies I named. Um... I'm starting to realize I want this is just a lot of softcore porn. You can get a lot of that with a basic, uh, you know, cable package, so it makes a lot of sense. <laughs>